0: Hey there, every listeners. Thanks again for tuning to Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be talking about The Theft of Sunlight, which is the sequel to Thorn. Now, if you remember my review of Thorn, I had a lot of mixed feelings about it, uh, just because it was a retelling of The Goose Girl while also incorporating the author's own cultural folklore. But my issue with that novel was it took way too long to develop with death of sunlight i don't think that's the case and i have to say i really enjoyed this story a little bit more than i did the first one so i really do think it is a great sequel for that alone but the other reason i loved this book was because of how it just carried the story forward so it follows ray and i think ray first of all is a very compelling character because she had is so intelligent She's so strong-willed she's witty she's clever and she also has a disability she was born with a club foot but she doesn't let that slow her down no sirree she will if she has blisters you know on her feet she will suffer through it to do what needs to be done and I think that's really great because I feel like society and you do see that in the story as well anytime she has to buy new shoes she is faced with this kind of stigma like oh god like she has a disease or something no you know this is what how she was born and I read up on it um, a baby can be born perfectly healthy but with a club foot and it's not always easy to fix during surgery so a lot of people you know don't do it so I thought that was very compelling you're seeing a protagonist with a very visible disability drive the story forward and I really liked that the author is giving representation to persons with disabilities because like I said I think that there's the stigma um, with people who have disabilities or mental illness that they kind of see these people as lesser than And I don't think, do they need some help? Yes, on occasion they do. But for the most part, they can take care of themselves. And Ray proves that. She proves that she can take care of herself. She proves that she is more than willing to handle her own. And she can handle her own. She is very strong. And that sets her apart from Alira from the first novel as well. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, because it does—it kind of goes hand in hand with what I want to talk about next, with the story. So this is the sequel to Thorn, like I said. And when I first read it, I didn't think—like I—I read the synopsis, so I had an idea. Oh, it's going to take place in the same world as Thorn, but I didn't think Alira. the first book was going to be heavily represented in this book i thought oh it's just going to exist in the same world maybe we'll hear of alira and we do early on we hear from we hear of alira so you kind of get that impression but when they kind of start to mingle you know her friends her thieving friends red hawk alira's thieving friends you know people who helped her survive when she was the goose girl when you really see these two people interact you get to see how different they are you get to see how different their narratives are and you already get that from the beginning because they both grew up very differently Alira grew up abused and neglected by both her mother and her brother I mean her mother is a piece of work and you you and you get to see it again in this novel you get to see like what a piece of work she is and You remember from the first novel, if you read it, her brother is verbally and physically abusive to her. Um, He hates her. He just hates her so much early on. And I like how the author is bringing up abuse against women, and that kind of carries forward in this novel because, you know, Alira is getting married to the prince of Ray's homeland, and they, they love each other. They have such a warm relationship with one another. And you, you see how different Alira is. And Ray. she may have been born with a club foot, but that didn't mean anyone loved her any less. Was she teased and bullied by the people in her village? yes. She was but she still had a great support system at home. She had a mother and father and two sisters who love her. She has really good friends outside of her family. She grew up being loved to the point where she just shakes off the verbal abuse, you know, the teasing, the bullying that she sometimes does get to hear. She just shakes it off, and you get to see that early on. She's like, I'm used to it. It's like whatever to her. Because, again, she has that loving support system back at home. And even when she goes to the city, to her cousin's palace, she still has that love and support system there, and she finds respect among Allura's friends. And then you get to see them interacting. You get to really see how different their personalities are. Alira went through such a journey in Thorn, um, going from this kind of meek girl to someone who he, she puts her mother and she puts her her brother in their places, and it's such an empowering moment to see in this novel. Uh, if if anything, read the novel just to get to that moment because gosh, it's. It's such a stiller moment when she's just like, No mother, no brother And it's standing up for herself to see this girl who was so abused and neglected growing up by two people who are supposed to love her finally say no and stand up to her stand up to them. It's such a great moment for the story. And then Ray, she never backs down. So she goes to the city for her cousins Um, not her cousin's wedding. She's going for the wedding of, you know, Alira and the prince, and she's going to stay with her cousin. Her cousin married pretty high. She married a great guy who is, like, best buds with the prince, and Ray's going there for the wedding, yes. Her cousin's also pregnant, too. And also, she has to go investigate these snatchers. Now, we heard about the snatchers in the first novel, but the first novel was really dealing with these issues of abuse against women, you know, crimes against women. This one's dealing more with kidnapping children and selling them into, say, slavery, you know, girls for brothels and uh, prostitution, boys for work, and, you know, maybe even prostitution. We don't know. So, you're seeing more. Of that, you know, crimes against these children that they're being snatched and no amount of magic can find them. So she goes there because she needs to investigate this. Her best friend's little sister has been snatched, disappeared. No one knows where, no one saw anything. And in her small little village, it's such an unheard of thing. So she goes to the the city because she wants answers she needs to find her sister her friend's little sister she needs to put this she needs to get the king to raise the alarm and start really investigating because she feels like they're not doing anything and what she discovers is a huge mystery with the snatchers you know she discovers power she discovers the magic she discovers how thieves kind of just take justice into her own hand, and at first she's kind of apprehensive about that, but she comes to see, you know, sometimes it's necessary when your government is failing you. Sometimes you turn to the thieves who seem to care more, like Red Hawk and his band of people, because not all thieves are created the same. You've got the scholar, Red Hawk, and then, uh God, I can't remember that, the the three fingered man. I can't remember his name they're all very different and the only one who really seems to care about his community is Red Hawk and I like that because you're seeing the difference you know not everyone who's a thief or anyone who's a criminal is bad so I think of Red Hawk as more of like Red um, Robin Hood and his band of thieves that's how I equate them and the other ones you know they're just bad they're just in it for green they are in it just for greed and power that is how I see them and that's how you differentiate between them but ray is seeing how sometimes to save an innocent life your hands have to get a little dirty and she does see that and I like her personal growth for the story now as for the story the way it connects to Thorn so strongly, you're really seeing such a strong and rich development of the story that was start- that started in the first novel. The first novel, again, it was a retelling of Goose Girl focusing on abuse against women, um, crimes against women. And here, it's like the author just took her idea and she's just running with it now. She's just, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to use this world i created for a platform to give readers an interesting and compelling story and it was brilliant it was so well done it was so well structured honestly such a good story overall um the momentum it does like i liked it more not just because i think it did have a stronger characterization to it But the story never falters. The momentum never stops. It keeps on going. And that's why I liked it. Because it keeps going. Because it doesn't stop. And I think that lends the story to be more engaging. Especially when you're following a character who has a disability. Like a clubfoot. You know, such a physical um, and somewhat limiting disability to see her rise above it again and again and to put people in their places it makes her such a great character and i think it's such a great representation for persons of disability in literature so i'm gonna go ahead and give theft of sunlight uh four stars it was a really good book The ending was jaw-dropping let me just say that when i read it i exclaimed, i'm like what like it can't end that way my husband's like oh it's over and i'm like no it can't be over I need need to know I need to know what's gonna happen next he's like nope it's over I'm like stop saying that (laughs) because that was such a cliffhanger it was such a jaw-dropping cliffhanger it was just so good (laughs) and I'm so mad that I don't have book three in my hands already so on that note if you want to go ahead and purchase the book please remember to purchase from your local bookseller or online book retailer all i ask is that you avoid amazon if money's tight please check out the book from your local library and on that note i hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast subscribing to it and sharing with all your book loving friends you can also become a supporter on anchor fm my recording platform for 99 cents a month hope you all have a great rest of your day and as always happy reading Thank you.